This week on Invasion of the Podcast, Star Wars The Force Awakens does okay at the box office. We talk about all things Christmas. And we go secret Santa shopping for pop culture. Santa Claus has been kidnapped by spacemen from a flying saucer, which landed at the North Pole. Will Santa be rescued? Turn the record over and find out. It's the invasion of the podcast. The rocket sent to rescue Santa Claus has failed. If you should look up at the sky this Christmas Eve and see a flying saucer pulling eight reindeer, chances are it's Santa Claus. Merry Christmas, And welcome to Invasion of the Podcast, where we're taking over the world one listener at a time. And Santa didn't quite make it. Apparently, that, that <laughs> listener we just took over was Santa. Yeah, right? So um, I just got to welcome back Joe. So I am, as always, Paul I'm okay. Humbug Stedman and Joe Leglamp Peters. <laughs> Leglamp. So do you still have the uh, the wrapping paper from the present that got you? Um, yes, I do. Did you look at the uh, the the two? No, no, no. Oh, the, that's the actual wrapping paper. There's oh. Yeah, there was a... Did you throw it away? No, I didn't throw it away. I still have it here somewhere. I think it's um, like candy cane or something. But there's uh, there's actually... Look at the label. Oh, shoot. I forgot to tell oh, no. you that. I threw away the actual wrapping paper. Oh, no. I was, doing, I was doing Foley for no reason. So it was... Uh, I think it was it was Paul Yippie Stedman. Oh, I didn't read the label. And, I'm uh, sorry. Joe, you, you'll shoot your eye out, Peters. <laughs> that's a way better intro than I had. I, I should have brought it oh, up beforehand, uh, but that's what I I was so I excited to open my present. So that's Joe bought I, me a present. And it is, um, it's a blind box, uh, but it's like uh, four different Mega Man helmets, and I ended up getting the red one, which they say is the Rush helmet, but I, I, um, I disagree and say it's the Crash Man helmet, so I'm super happy about that. It's like, it's actually like a substantially heavy little, like, I haven't yeah, even picked it up. It's, um, it has some oh, weight yeah. to it. It's actually pretty nice. This thing's pretty beefy. Like, if you were shrunk down to the size of like an action figure and put this on, I think this would offer sufficient protection. Yeah, absolutely. So, and it has battle damage. I don't know how, why that happened, but it has, I don't know, but this is from fighting, you know, <clears throat> but it's awesome. So, um, this is our, our holiday spectacular. We are celebrating life day here at the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and Joe's back. Joe's alive. Speaking of life day, Joe survived, uh, watching the force awakens 26 times in 24 hours, 26 times. I managed to, uh, time travel. I don't know how I did it. But uh, it, it, it was a little bit of help from J.J. Abrams. There was like an old me and a young me. <laughs> you you and had some same. red matter, and he went through a wormhole. Yeah. And, um, you know, other Hulk was there. Eric Bana helped you out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, J.J. Abrams was like, we're going to use the same plot from Star Trek to get it so you could watch my other star movie. Yes, the other star movie. The other star movie. Yeah, so now Abrams needs to be on board for the Battlestar remake. And I right. Think that would be <laughs> just awesome. everything sci-fi. Yes. Babylon 5, do it. <laughs> sure, like why not, right? Um, yeah. So, and I know Joe is like chomping at the bit to talk about some Star Wars. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about that. So let's just get yeah. right into, well, well yeah, did we want to get right wanna, into news? I just, well, I just okay. want to throw it out before we get too far into the cast. This is not going to be a, any Star Wars spoilers. We're going to. No, we're not going to spoil. No, we're, we're going to give you a couple weeks. Last week, yeah. If you don't go see Star Wars in a couple weeks, it's on you when you listen to the cast in a couple weeks. Okay? Yeah, and they'll be like, we're going to talk about Star Wars spoilers. 
everybody I've been, everything I've been listening to has been using that. And I don't care because it's the greatest, worst thing ever. That's really, it's so great. Uh, he loves tormenting me with it, with James Earl Jones. Just, <laughs> no. So let's just get right into the news. No, we're not getting into it. No, we're, it's a Christmas miracle. What's going to happen? No. It's a Yuletide! Ah! What was that? Remember the tick? Tick versus Santa or Tick oh, loves Santa? I never it's saw a Yuletide. That. <laughs> You've never saw that cartoon? I've episode? seen the Tick cartoon. I've never saw that episode. It was, it was, um, <laughs> there was a guy, it was a thief dressed up as Santa and he fell into like an electrical line and somehow he ended up making copies of himself. So he called himself the Multiclaws. And, and, he, and he could make more of himself if he's around electricity. So oh he goes to gosh. like a uh, hydroelectric dam. And then all of a sudden the tick sees off in the distance, just this whole wave of Santa's and the tick is conflicted because he loves Santa. So he doesn't want to fight Santa. So, but he has to stop these bad guys. So every time he goes to punch one of the bad guys, he just sees Santa. So he can't do it. So, yeah. So it's a Yuletide. I, uh, I, it's not really news related, but that's funny. But Joe asked me before the show, he's like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't have any time. I didn't come up with any Christmas noises. I have a couple. Yeah, works had me on lockdown mode. I haven't even been able to do anything. Oh yeah. So but like so we had the wonderful intro where Santa was abducted by aliens. <laughs> now we have a Yuletide. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so jumping into news, um you sent me a link about Dolph Lundgren doing kindergarten kindergarten cop two. <laughs> yeah, I did not know this was a thing. I didn't know. I it was just a found thing out today, and the, the link was like, here's the first shots of Dolph Lundgren in kindergarten cop two, and it really is happening. I would feel like I like when I first looked at it, I was like, he's it's got to be just him in it. And Schwarzenegger's still probably going to have the lead, but he doesn't. No, like, Dolph's straight the kindergarten cop. Yeah, there's no, and so. to my knowledge, there is no um, Schwarzenegger involved. It's just like we got to get somebody from Europe, a tall, white, muscular guy. Well, formerly muscular, it looks guy. awkward being a kindergarten teacher. Yeah, yeah, it's, it doesn't even make any sense to me. Like, but I wonder. Are they going to do the same jokes? Probably. Yeah. I mean, well, th- it worked really well. I think that movie worked really well because it was Schwarzenegger's first comedy. And everybody knew him so much for action movies. And then he comes along. And it's kind of an action movie. It's like a, you know, somewhat of a buddy cop movie-ish. Well, his, his cop partner's sick, but. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was the whole point of the, him becoming the cop, yeah, though, right? But it's like, it's kind of like, like awkward. And to have him do like comedy especially with kids because comedy with kids is a lot different than like somebody saying well here you just did predator let's let's go and do like animal house you or tell me like who is your daddy <laughs> and what does he do yeah i <laughs> i just can't imagine dolph i mean like i, I dolph longer seems like he's a nice guy but it, it just seems like th- this would have been a great sequel like a couple of years after kindergarten cop now it's like 25 years later like it just seems a little like this is a this is a complete cash grab. It but is. the thing is, I don't care. I'm going to watch this. I did not know this was a thing until today. I am going to watch. I this. think I'm. I think I'm more intrigued by it because Schwarzenegger is not attached to it. You know what I mean? I I, would, I just want to see. It's Dolph Lundgren. I want to see like the Expendables come in and all teach like kindergarten. I yeah, want them would all. Be funny, to Mr. Stallone teaches science. <laughs> it's like, hey, it's like, <laughs> no. If you teach, he taught no, English. Would even taught, be even better? He teaching English. Lundgren would be teaching science because he really is. He has like a doctor and like like uh, he's a PhD in like yeah. physics or something. Yeah, it'd be so great. And then they would get like the smallest, like weirdest dude to do phys ed. <laughs> be, like it wouldn't yeah, even be yeah, like somebody get, like Terry Crews. You would think. No, you would get um oh oh what's his name um. Oh, he was um, in the first one. Well, he was in all of them. Um, Who? uh, Shoot. 
He kept. He was the smallest one. Jet Li. Uh, Jet Li. They get Jet Li to do oh, the okay. phys ed stuff, right? Yeah. And then you'd have Mickey Rourke just be the janitor. <laughs> he would just be yeah. just telling the sad stories. Painting, be, painting, yeah. painting in the boiler room. Yeah. <laughs> Tell the stories. Tell his stories. Man, I really or, want to make or, it. Mickey Rourke would be the lunch lady. That's what he would be. He oh would be yeah, I want to make an Expendables. Uh, Expendables. Um, uh, kids like uh, just like call it the Lunchables. School, the Lunchables. Or I don't know. Like, <laughs> Who'd be the principal? Oh, the principal. Um, I my choice would be Mel Gibson from Expendables Three because he would be okay. the best. Like, did you see the third Expendables? I did. Movie? I liked the third one a lot better than the second one. Like, Mel not, Gibson. Not to get off on the tangent, but I feel like those movies got better as they went along. That that's <sighs> kind of killing with like faint praise. The second one really kind of almost killed it for me. The, I, the first one felt flat. The second one was silly as Assist, well. Okay, principal but, principal Schwarzenegger and assistant principal Willis. And Chuck Norris would just be roaming the halls as the hall monitor. Yeah. Just show up. Yeah. Oh, and then there's like a scene where a kid's like in the hall without a pass and it's real quiet and it's almost like a Western and you just see Norris <laughs> at the end of the hall. The kid's like, oh no. <laughs> oh no, it's the lone wolf. And he like turns it around and just roundhouse kick in the face. Like He's like, how did he get over there that quick? This movie needs to happen. Like, forget Kindergarten Cop 2. I just want to see this. Expendables. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and and uh, Eric Roberts would still be a homeless guy outside. Yeah. Like it's just, I mean, as he'd, usual, he'd be like that guy trying to sell cigarettes to kids. <laughs> See, but you'd, you'd want um, uh, Jason Statham to be the gym teacher because remember he stabbed that basketball with like the the butterfly yeah, yeah, knife yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So and Terry Crews, Terry Crews would just be awesome. He could just be Terry. Terry Crews would be the art teacher. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because that would fit in with uh, his Brooklyn Nine Nine character. Yeah. That'd be perfect. Yeah, I love that'd it. Be awesome. So you guys are welcome. That's our Christmas gift to you is that we just gave you we the just perfect gave movie. Expendables 4. Yes. Kindergarten um, Cops. Yeah. <laughs> Expendables 4, Back to School. Yeah. <laughs> with um with a, a photo or a painting of Ronnie Dangerfield in the yeah. background. And like but, Ronda Rousey's like the one hot female teacher. Yes. <laughs> yes. That would be all. Oh, uh, anyway, sorry. So enough about that. That movie's coming. Not that movie. That would be way too cool. Kindergarten Cop 2. I wonder if it's Kindergarten Cop the number two or Kindergarten Cop as well. Like T-O-O. He is also a Kindergarten, kindergarten Cop. cop. I, I, th- <laughs> I think more movies should throw that as a sequel twist. Yes. Like instead of it being like the, like number two, it should be as well. Yeah. Because it's just like I was always hoping that since now that there's the new Creed movie, which is kind of continuing on with Rocky. I've heard Creed's doing really well. I, I kind of, I, I mean, not kind of, I do want to see it. Um, I, I There was someone that talked about how when Rocky Balboa came out, they would love to have seen an Ivan Drago movie. I think that would have been great. I'd like to see some type the backdrop of, of like the history of what's going on in the country. That would have been great for him to be like this hero that's been fallen. I would have loved to see an Ivan Drago movie. I'd like to see the Drago family come back. Like I think that would be cool. Yeah. Well, because like, he killed, gonna, killed his father. Yeah. So like, the, like, why not, right? Like if they keep a Creed, if Creed does so well that they want to make a sequel to it, they need to have like uh, Michael B. Jordan's character, uh, who's Apollo Creed's son, fight Drago's son. That would be cool. That would be, be interesting. That would yeah. be a good villain for him to fight. Oh, he my goodness. his dad. Yeah, right? Like, so I, I, I would be excited for that. No, I want to see Creed. I feel like there's a lot of really good movies in the theater now or coming out soon. But well, I always coming able... out soon. Like, it was funny when, when I went and saw it with Star Wars, it was like... Which time? Uh, <laughs> well, actually, no, it's funny you should say that because every time I went, they had different trailers. Okay. Which the zoo... zoo Zoo, uh, what is it? What is it? The one with the animated one? The animated one. I keep wanting to say Zootopia. Zootopia. Yeah. I saw the sloth trailer for the Zootopia one, and I actually thought it was pretty funny. I haven't seen that one. Uh, it's pretty funny. But uh, that that was on one of them. But they, they showed all the heavy hitter trailers for the first time when I went and saw it. 
Um, so like Civil War? Uh, n- yes, yeah, Civil War, Apocalypse, okay. uh, Star Trek Beyond, Independence Day. It was basically like, okay, you're watching the holiday movie in December. Here's everything coming out in the summer. Get okay. ready. Yeah. So. Oh, I, and it's funny because I went to the Capitol to see Star Wars, and it was like a mix mm-hmm. of like heavy hitters and then art films. Yeah. So then there's all these families there, and then the last trailer they showed was from a movie called The Danish Girl. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> they showed that too. We were sitting there, and I was like, I was like, mm, I'm like, I'm not going to see The Danish Girl, but it's kind of <laughs> weird to have that in front of Star well, Wars. So like, if people don't know, Danish Girl is the true story of the first successful. Well, maybe not first, but one of the earliest earlier successful transgender surgeries in France yeah. in like the early 1900s. And Eddie Redmayne plays the gentleman who goes through the process because he's always identified as a woman. So that's the last trailer you saw right before star Wars. So it was like, Oh, this is an emotional, really like, you know, heavy hitting story. And, and now there's space swords. And it was just really, it was an interesting transition. So, um, but anyway, uh, kindergarten cop two, excited for that. Didn't know it was a thing until today. Excited for that. And then um, we were going to talk about um, Star Wars doing okay. Yeah, they did all right. Yeah. I mean, it only kind of broke almost every record as far as, like, opening day, what it's projected to do. Um, I think it hit $247 million, um, domestically. And so, then, so you're saying Disney's okay with the investment they made? Yeah, I think, they, I think they, they put a good amount of money into it and got a good amount back. And it's not done yet, so... 247 domestically, and then globally, I want to say it's at five something. So it's already made. It's not even at a full week as of this recording. Yeah, it's not even a hit a full week, and it's already at half a billion dollars yeah. across the uh, globe. And it hasn't opened in China. On January 9th, it opens in China, which, I mean, like three billion more people are probably going to go see it. So Yeah, well, the, the Chinese market's interesting because the things that don't always play well here do, do really well over there at times. Like, yeah. I know. Uh, Terminator Genesis did really well over there, so that's why they're on the bubble about renewing, possibly making more. Um, Pacific Rim killed over there, but that makes sense because it's more of the kaiju and the, and the yeah. like. It's more of a like not a, it's an homage to the big um, you know giant monster movies, but so I'm sure Star Wars. I mean, it's 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 cultural in the sense that like, and, and this is a whole other story for another another show, but it's like it, it's it's so universal, like no pun intended that it reaches across everybody. So I'm sure that's going to end up making big bank yeah. too. It's and, and Star Wars, especially in, I know in the UK is very popular. So a lot of those surrounding um, countries, I know like I looked at the numbers and I know like France and Germany were like 20, 30 million. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it just, I, it, just, it just shows you how well, how much people will respond when you put out a product that they want and they trust the people handling it because and this, again, is probably another story for another discussion for another day. If this was another George Lucas sequel, I don't know. It would have done well, well. But it may not have come out of the gate swinging as hard as it did. The interesting thing, like, right now, like, I, I think it I think it wouldn't have come out of the gate swinging as hard as it did because I don't think Lucas would have had the money to market it the way Disney did. Because Mar- Disney marketed the crap out of that movie. Yeah. And um, I think that helped a lot. And because we're still in its infant stages in the theater right now, mm-hmm. the only people that have gone to see it are the people who are like real crazy fans. I mean, like once this movie hits, cause it's a good movie. I mean, I, I've told everybody I'm a huge star Wars fan, but mm. this movie is a, it's a good movie. It's, yeah, let, it, let me just specify that as Joe was texting me the entire time, 
it was almost always with the, you know, I love Star Wars, but this is a good movie. Yeah, I was you like, you always have to apologize for like, I'm a Star Wars fan, but this is a good movie. It's like, it's like I was telling, I don't know if I was telling you the analogy or telling my buddy, but I'm like, it's like if your mom is yeah, like, no, my me. my son, he's a really good artist, but I mean, like, I know I'm his mom, but he's really, really good at painting, like not just like on my refrigerator painting. Yeah, like, but you know, it's like, it's, it's like yeah. it's like that. And like to think to think this movie because it's right now I think like on Metacritic Rotten Tomatoes it's I think it's still the it's the highest rated Star Wars movies right now I'm sure it has to be and I mean it even if you take the retroactive like yeah. ratings like it has to still probably be right up there so it's it's the highest rated Star Wars movie out of all seven right now I mean I and, and, and me personally I put it right behind Empire but I haven't watched Empire recently to uh, to shake it up like maybe I still like Empire better yeah but. Uh, that's 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 for another cast but they uh, but but if you look it. at that like once once that rating actually starts to push other viewers to go see it other than like because i know there's people out there that were like oh another star wars movie those prequels were awful i'm not gonna go see it well and also we'll you got the co- holiday weekend coming up people are probably gonna wait like because because yeah. i mean honestly and i was telling the, talking to joe about this for the show i feel like for a lot of us uh coming into christmas that Star Wars was our Christmas, and now we're just like, just get the rest of the year over, we're done. But yeah. for a lot of people, it's like they're rushing, 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 trying to get everything wrapped up. And Christmas is that one day where they can take a breath and kind of relax. And what's going to be open? The- Chinese food places and theaters. Yeah. That's going to be the two things open. Which, yeah. <laughs> I, I, which oddly enough, I'm not going to a theater, but I'm going to a Chinese restaurant. There you go. Christmas. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> me, me and the, the girlfriend and uh, her family are going to King Law. So you ever been to King Law? Yeah, a long time ago, solid. They yeah. go, they go out there. Uh, a couple, we've gone out. They've gone out there once, and then one year we drove and picked Chinese up and went to their house for Christmas. Well, because like like uh, uh, Mary, uh, her uh, one half of her family is uh, is Jewish, and the other half is Roman Catholic. So that's I'm sure that's a conflicted holiday time. But every Christmas, it's always Chinese food. Which I mean, that sounds like that's the general thing to do, but. Like so, I've spent a lot of time with our family on Christmas going to get Chinese food, and I love it because I love Chinese yeah. food, so it's perfect. I think it's kind of different because like there's a lot of other like holidays that like Thanksgiving and Easter and Christmas, and it's like these big feasts every time. It's like you know, just get some takeout Chinese. Yeah, it's a little different. I, I'm completely fine with. So that, I I have no problem with it. Like, <laughs> but so yeah, Star Wars, uh, huge. Joe's not going to add to the gross. Again for a while. Yeah, I'm will. gonna I'm gonna pump my brakes on it. Probably till not after the new year. Well, you've seen it three times. I've seen it three times. I've seen it twice. I'm gonna at least see it. I know at least once more, mm-hmm. maybe twice. Because like I was talking to uh, somebody the other day, and they were making fun of me. Like a lot of people, like, oh, you went and saw it three times in 24 hours. I wasn't making fun. I was just worried for not your health. you. No, I was no, no, worried no. for your overall health. <laughs> I thought you faded away in a Jedi cloud and disappeared. <laughs> Like, as I said last cast yeah. with Jonathan, I know Joe does not like the idea that he turned into it. Like he joined the forces of Jedi. He doesn't want. He doesn't want to hear that. You shit. can still technically, I guess, come back. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the rules um, are. Anyway, yeah. but everybody at work was just like, "Oh my god, you saw it three times." I'm like, I still want to go see it once more because um, I know there's some people like I want to go see it with my mom because she's the one who got me into Star Wars. I've told talked about yeah. that, so I want her to see it because she's she's a fan of the original trilogies. She loves Harrison Ford too, so. Um, I, I want to go there, and then I'll probably go see it one more time. But I was talking to, like, uh, I think my girlfriend, and I was like, man, you know, if I had Star Wars on DVD, if I if I had that here, I probably would have watched it ten times by now. <laughs> so really, like, like a little bit of it is location and money that's limited me from watching that movie again. Yeah. Because, like, I know, like, some movies, like, when I was younger, too, like, they would come out on VHS or DVD, and I would just be like, you know, let's just keep this on a loop. 
Yeah, I mean, like I was thinking about that. Completely unrelated. I was thinking about that today. I was I was at work and I was listening to some music, and, and something occurred to me that I had listened to in a long time. Um, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. There is some really awesome music in there, and I was like listening to that. And that was a movie that I pretty much had on loop when it first came out on uh, Blu-ray. Like yeah. I love that movie, but I have that's, not watched it in a long time. That's a lot of Anamanaguchi, isn't it? Uh, it is, but remember uh, Clash of Demon Head? Yeah, uh, that that's oh, not I really, love that game. Well, yeah, but the band Clash of Demon Head that was his oh. ex girlfriend, yeah. and then then like uh, Superman was the drummer and all that. Like the song they sing is not it's not an original song, but it's like they do. It's like that's what I was listening to. Yeah, and it's been a long time, and it's just like I love that movie, but I watched it so much that I haven't thought about it recently. So yeah, I, I, I get it. It's like I would put it on a loop probably. So, yeah. um, but that's yeah. how I was because I mean I went and saw. I went and saw it uh, Thursday. I went home, went to bed, got up. I had tickets for a 10 a.m. showing. I went and saw it right first thing in the morning. Went home, middle of the day, did some Christmas stuff, presents, wrapped, bought gifts, made some Presents cookies. and then wrapped as in busted a fresh beat. I did. Got my tables out. And then uh, <laughs> 7 o'clock, uh, I went and saw it again. And it was just like, you know, seeing it twice in one day like that was like, um, it, it, it was it was it was like it was like, it wasn't like I was bored with it, you know. Yeah, I mean, like so I saw it Thursday when it came out because I, I thought because I, I I didn't want to record again without Joe. I mean, I didn't want to record again and then Joe had seen it and I hadn't seen it because that would I would have felt bad for him because he would have been wanting to talk about it. And I've been like I don't know what any of this is. So I saw it and then I found out that he was not available Friday. So that's why I. It just was Kismet and Jonathan was here and we had a wonderful time and I enjoyed talking to him. But I was like, I thought it would be best to see it with you know so I could talk to him about with Joe. And then um and then Saturday we, we're going to talk about this in a second. Carol and John's comics had a Christmas party yeah and it was all Star Wars based. Um so my girlfriend wanted to go to that and I'm like well we should probably at least go see a Force Awakens before that so that way if people are talking and chattering I yeah. don't want it. Not that she's big on spoilers but. I don't want to. I didn't want to ruin some of the other felt, moments in the movie. I, I kind of felt like that was an environment, even though I was being safe. That like you probably couldn't have spoiled anything. If somebody was at that Christmas party, yeah, then they've seen it because that is. I mean, but if they hadn't, then you would have like that. Yeah, yeah, I would have felt. I would have felt tremendously bad. Um, but that was a good Christmas party. That was fun. Um, to, uh, to every year, uh, they do uh, free comic book day, which is in May, and then they do a Christmas party in. Uh, the week before Christmas, and they're they're big events. Like it's one of the reasons why I love that's my comic shop. There's other comic shops in Cleveland, but um, they do have a very good strong sense of community. It's one thing I've always loved about the comic shop. You know, they they give back to their their customers. They have these parties. Um, they usually have massive sales. They have entertainment. They have mm-hmm. free snacks. Uh, I had pictures. I took pictures. I don't know if you saw them. The cupcakes. They had. I a, saw the cupcakes. Imperial yeah, was from, was from uh, Fierce Confections. Yeah, they yeah. they have Imperial and and Rebel cupcakes, and then yeah. they, and then Fierce Confections. Did. No, I saw you eating a, a Rebel. Yeah, sorry, Imperial, the Imperial cupcake. cupcake. Yeah. And then they had a, a Star Wars themed beer, which they made from Brew Kettle. Uh, the Wampa Winter Warmer, and, and then, then the Tauntaun, uh, the Tauntaun Warmer, and the Wampa Christmas Ale. Or Wampa something. Christmas yeah. Ale, yeah. We we Mary and I grabbed the bottles. Yeah. We have them just because they, the artwork was nice. It was cute. Yeah, it's really cool. And they yeah. did that for Free Comic Book Day. They had the Mark Fifty Two Ale uh, and the Ultron something something. something. Yeah, yeah, they had Ultron beer. But uh, it was really cool. Uh, I had a great time. I picked up a couple Christmas presents while I was there, and um, I, they also had a. Uh, um, a food drive benefit, which was which they did last year, which was really cool. And my girlfriend goes, and she's not, 
she's not in the the nerd kingdom like me with like uh, like the comic book shop and stuff. But she always comes. She's up just here. dang royalty. She's not royalty <laughs> yet. She'll marry she, in. It's fine. She's always. Uh, <laughs> but she always comes up because like you know she she likes to go up and you know you know get the the snacks and she likes the music the atmosphere but uh, she always donates um a decent amount of money to the food drive and they do a raffle so like for every whatever you you donate to the food drive at carolyn john's for the christmas party um they have local artists some of who we have talked about on the show that yeah. have done work for us uh, you know at the <laughs> for the, us well we, no they commissioned them we no, didn't but, commission them but <laughs> they've drawn they've drawn covers for no, like, you know like, no like they uh, we have the batman that we have from yeah. and then um the dark hawk which is the greatest character ever in all of comics i don't whatever yeah. so um dark but <laughs> but they basically uh they did it last year they did a they did it mar- they did a comic book fit theme cross holiday uh comic book cover custom that they would raffle off so like these these artists would draw up like uh dr octopus as cousin eddie from yeah uh, that, that, that the christmas awesome. vacation and that was last year this year was star wars theme so they had a couple of star wars one like they had some jawas doing the leg lamp thing with c-3po's leg and um they had one with chewbacca and the christmas story uh pink bunny outfit <laughs> some were just kind of straight star wars ones there was a really funny uh um Arrested Development one where she's like, here's some money, go see a Star War, you know. Uh, and then the one that I'm sure was really, really popular was there was Jar Jar Binks in a Bernie Kosar jersey with a couple of Browns fans. The fact that he was being a Browns fan. The fact that he's being a Browns fan. Yeah, that was that was real popular. But you could you could put your tickets in and raffle off to win these. And it was kind of cool. I like they do that every year. They have a big deck gallery display that you could go look at all of them before they raffle Did you off. pick up any books while you are there? I didn't pick up any books. Ah, dude, it's so hard for me to pick out books. Like, yeah. I... I went there and I was like, I'm going to get a big trade. I didn't know what to get. Like, I didn't know if I was going to pick up like, um, like an Ultimate Spider-Man collection. Uh, there was like, um, there was an Essential Avengers I wanted to get, and then I was started looking at some of the, um, uh, the small press. Like, I was going to get a couple of the trade paperbacks of that that comic I was talking about, Chew. Okay, yeah. Where uh, that guy could like eat. Something and then he gets like some psychic clues. Okay, yeah. The one that by Image Comics. I was going to start reading that, but then I was just like, "Geez, I'm like, I already spent so much money on other people for Christmas. I'm going to yeah. use. I'm going to because they give you a forty. They gave you a forty percent off coupon yeah. for one item, which was awesome. But even if you didn't have that, it was still like twenty percent off trades. So yeah, it was, it was still a pretty good. They deal. Had a good it was a really good, great deal, sale. So, and yeah. um, so I was like, no. So I bought I bought some people some Christmas presents there, and that was about it. But well, I had a good I, time. I, I couldn't help it. I grabbed Volume Three of Saga. Which I, I don't know if I've talked about Saga on the, the, the show before, but it's Brian K. Vaughn because, you know, I, I love that guy. Cleveland, Cleveland born, really awesome writer. It's his, it's his like, it's his Star Wars pretty much. And it's yeah. like, it's messed up and funny and like witty and well, weird. It's like Star Wars and fantasy just jammed together. And it's in a you, good way. You know what's interesting about that? Because I picked up the first couple issues of Saga too because the, the guys at the shop recommended it. And I was like, I love Brian K. Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Give me something by them. And they were like, Have you read Saga? I was like, No. They're like, all right, we got to get you hip to Saga. So I, I picked up the first issue, and they're like, I, I came back and I was like, what is going on with Saga? <laughs> I was like, why are there like, like television head robot people, and then robot why, princes, a yeah. robot kingdom, and yeah. then he, and then I'm like, why are the spaceships like trees and this and that? And they're like, so check. They, they explained it to me. So I guess Brian K. Vaughn was like, I really want to work with Fiona Staples, who draws Saga, and I guess like. He came to her and he's like, I have this idea for a space opera-esque story. And she's like, well, I have to warn you, I am terrible at drawing technology. 
She's like, I cannot draw like ships and blasters. And he's like, you know what? We'll work around it. So that and they, and they did. And, and it's they organic, did. And no pun intended, but it's organic it's to the literally story. Literally, they yeah. take like an organic. So you know, because of like Staples' uh, drawing style, like Vaughn kind of tailored it to how she can draw, and which I thought was really cool. So I, was like, I, hey, I feel so like he kind of does that with any artist he works with, though. Yeah. Like I know with like Ex Machina, it was very literal, like very like almost photorealistic. Not like as in, I mean, because he used he used a lot of reference photos. The artist. Um, that worked with him uh, used a lot of reference photos of people standing around and, and worked off of that. So it looks very much like people <laughs> existing in the world. And it happens to have some guy that could talk to technology in the meantime, you know, and it, and why the last man felt very grounded as well. And it just, I think he's really good at saying, this is what you like to do. We'll, we'll write with this and make it awesome. And sagas are really, it's, it's awesome. And I can't wait to read more of it. So if you get a chance, um, you know, uh, check out their Facebook page. They always put their events up on their Facebook page. Um, free comic book day and Christmas party, a lot of fun at a comic book shop if you get a chance. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, so now we're going to talk about more Christmas stuff um, with this. You're welcome, world. That is absolutely terrible. <laughs> that is Jingle Cats. Oh, man. That is disgusting and terrible and wrong, and I played it for you. I'm sorry. I would, I'm not sorry. I would love to meet the person that tried to load that into their keyboard to play that. No, like, have you seen the videos? It's like, it's actual cats, and it's like, it's oh, disgusting. It's I thought somebody it's took, disgusting. I thought somebody took, like, the meows and put them on a key. You have to watch the videos. They're worse. Uh. You think, you th- in your head, what's bad? Watching the videos are worse. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about Christmas, a lot of Christmas. Um, so we had Santa being abducted by aliens, talked about a Christmas party. Uh, now we're going to talk more about Christmas. Um, well, there's, there's a lot of like, like, I remember we always try to talk about like, let's just not like play lip service to like, like Star Wars or whatever we love. Like, let's like talk about, but like, I thought we're done about Star. I thought we're talking Star Wars. The first talk about Star Wars. Force Awakens is my new favorite Christmas movie. All right, let's talk about that. No, so, um, no, but like, like you have you have your Christmas movies that are like like made to be Christmas movies, and then you have your Christmas movies that are set during Christmas. Well, I, I think also like we, we mentioned this, I should probably start off with saying you did something recently that ties directly into Christmas, um, and it ties into Cleveland, and it ties into like oh yeah, yeah. yeah. so. Okay, I forgot about this. This is good context. Well, this, this is was really like good three, context. This was like three weeks ago. I forgot about this. So, like, I, I try to do a lot of Christmassy stuff during Christmas. But um, uh, me and my girlfriend on the 3rd, we went and did the 5K. They do a 5K and a 10K. 5K Christmas story run. So, every you're, year. You're just chased by the Bumpus's dogs. Yeah, the, the Bumpus's dogs. Just, they just tie, they tie turkey to you. And they just they just let you <laughs> run down Ontario. Like, go on, have, have fun. And if you swear, they, they wash yeah. your mouth out with soap. Yeah. They're like, oh, fudge. Oh, fudge. <laughs> so, but no, they do a 5K run. Uh, I think it's on its third or, f- I think it's on, this was the third year they've done it. We went and did the inaugural, inaugural, inaugural run. Sure. The, the first, first one. The first one. Um, and then we've kind of made it a tradition to do it every year because they give you a nice medal, which we use for a Christmas tree ornament. Okay. And they always theme it. Like, I think the first year was, um, uh, I think it was, sh- you'll shoot your eye out. And then the second year was the um, Scott Farkas uh, kid. I can't remember what the thing is. And then this year it was the Pink Nightmare. Okay. So each year they put a little. They like they put Scott Farkas's little 
uh, coonskin hat on the metal, and then they put the, <laughs> the pink bunny on the metal. Um, <clears throat> so we went and we ran it, and it goes from Tower City uh, across, um, across the bridge over by Tower City, down through Ohio City, up through Tremont to the Christmas Story House that's in Cleveland. Because um, in case a lot of you don't know who is listening, uh, the Christmas Story House was the Christmas Story was shot in Cleveland, um, and there's a house uh, down in uh, Tremont. That, that yeah, the house that was used for the exteriors used for the exteriors of the movie. Yeah, because I mean, like even downtown Cleveland, the Higby Building, which is now the Horseshoe, yep. that was all there. Like so, like the thing this kills me though is the movie set in Indiana, but it was all shot in Cleveland. So whatever, like right. so Cleveland has adopted it, even though but, it was supposed yeah. to be Indiana. So that they, that outside that house, somebody purchased it. They turned it into the Christmas Story House and Museum. So there's a museum down the street from there. It's got all the information about the film. So they do this 5K run every uh, December. It's first Saturday in December, and it's usually pretty cold. It was pretty tolerable this year. No, this has been a really mild, yeah. mild uh, um, winter season. So I far. remember the first year I was freezing. <laughs> like you didn't run up to like a flagpole and lick it. Oh, no. <laughs> like I got I got to the finish line and I was fine because I'd been running. Yeah. for like three miles, and I'm like sweaty and hot. And then like you know I'm kind of like okay. I'm okay. And then, like, we're waiting in line for the bus because they have a bus that takes you back to Tower City. It's because if you park there, if you took whatever. That the, makes sense. The, they didn't make you just do another 5K back. Yeah. Well, no, they do. That's the 10K. The, oh, 10K, okay. the 10K gets to the 5K mark, and then they turn around and go back to Tower oh, City. Okay. But I'm not all about that. I'm, I'm just trying to get my medal. <laughs> yeah, my girlfriend does running. I, I, I want my participant medal. I don't, yeah. I don't want to feel like I've actually done it. See, well, I run. I mean, I don't, I don't just kind of like, I'm just going to walk on down through Tremont and get my medal. Um, I run it, uh, but the um, uh, she does all that. She's she's like got to work on my time, got to work time. I'm like, I'm like, this is just a marathon race for me. I am not trying to beat anybody. Like, <laughs> if, as long as I get across that finish line, yeah. and I don't feel too bad about how slow I went. But anyway, um, so yeah, we did that on uh, uh, December third, and it was pretty cool. The coolest part about it, though, is like everyone dresses up for this. Okay, like if you ever go to races. Um, everybody's always got their normal race gear on, but the, it's funny to see the different costumes every year. Like there was a guy that was done up like a uh, black Bart and he had like an inflatable horse, <laughs> like his legs were the horse That's and he funny. was riding it. And it was funny. You see a lot of people dressed up as leg lamps. Um, the, the, one of the coolest ones I saw this year was, uh, there was a group of ladies that were dressed up as the Chinese restaurant people. Okay. Um, like, they even had a little Chinese takeout that they were running with. <laughs> it was like, I mean, they put a lot of thought into it. Um, so it's it's pretty fun because, like, every once in a while you'll be running and then you see somebody come running up next to you dressed up like the Bumpus' dogs. And it's like, <laughs> so. So yeah, the context of that is that we're talking about Christmas. We're talking about movies shows like i know i know joe wants to talk about like non-traditional like christmas movies um i i wouldn't mind talking about um like the the shows that i enjoy like like um i know i was telling joe recently that mary and i sit down we watched uh, there's two christmas theme episodes of community that i think were really really fun i really love when tv shows do christmas themes see i do it, it, it i can take it or leave it well like, i like when they do any holiday like i like when brooklyn 99 does a halloween Yes, their like, Halloween's, their are, Halloweens are good because yeah. it's always the same thing. They're always trying to steal something from each other. Yes, but and like you haven't seen the most recent Christmas one that Jake has his Die Hard moment. No, and he's just like I gotta watch mind. that because it's really, really funny. Die Hard to me, like I, I posted it on the page the other day. Like it's not Christmas till I see Hans Gruber fall off Nakatomi Tower because like every year <laughs> uh, me and the girlfriend watch Die Hard before Christmas. Um, but, yeah. 
So I this I, I guess it just like I, I was trying to find I was trying to find my center uh, for lack of a better term for this because I'm not a big Christmas guy. Um, it's here, it happens. Like I like presents, but I like presents all year long. So like it's pretty great. Someone's like, here's a present. It's not de- you know dependent upon day of the year. And I like giving things. And I like enjoying family and friends. So I'm not always the big Christmas guy. So sometimes with the Christmas entertainment it can get a little cloying is maybe the right word. Like, cause some people like, like I feel like there's people like, and this is not, this is a generalization and not a fact. You got your Halloween people. And then you got your Christmas people. And it feels like there's not a lot of in between like people that, that really well, gun for Halloween. And there's people that really gun for well, Christmas. That's, no, that's the nightmare before Christmas fans. But then that appeals to both. Yeah. But like maybe the world I live in every, like most people I know, like October 31st is their, is their major holiday of the year. Yeah. And, and then the 30 days up to that is like, everything's Halloween. And then, then you got the Christmas people. That's like 30 days before that's all Christmas. Even though I argue one is orange and black and one is red and green. Mm. Celebration wise, not a lot of difference. You, you get dressed up, you have costumes, you have decorations, you hang out with people. There may be gifts with both. Yeah, you know, like well, you have fun with it however you want. Yeah, like I'm not, I'm not like I was telling you. Like I like Christmas. I try to have fun during Christmas. Yeah, but not like in a like Buddy the Elf type sense. I don't go like <laughs> crazy. Like I'm like decorating the house. I did make you a bunch of pasta with uh, candy and syrup earlier. You didn't want any of it though. It was, it was pretty great. But yeah, I don't get I don't get fanatical crazy about Christmas. I'm not like I gotta you know put up lights and yet I'm I'm sure I probably will. But like you know I try to get into the spirit. I get a good you know Frank Sinatra holiday station going and you know make cookies and and we we light up the tree and you know drink coffee and and eat cookies and just kind of chill like i'm trying to think back to what i have enjoyed about the holiday season um and it's more and i hate to say this because mary's gonna hear me and then she's gonna be like you do care about christmas and i'll be like nope and i'm gonna go take the tree we have in our house i'm gonna go throw it outside immediately after i say that (laughs) i'm just gonna go throw it outside i want to smash all the balls and be like be like f your christmas f it and just smash it be like i don't have feelings i'm a man no no bonuses (laughs) yeah jelly of the month club that's what everybody gets no i remember growing up and it's like there's something about the quiet of the night and the tree being on and that glow of the tree, and then wondering what you're going to get. There's some magic there, and and um and I was I was talking to Joe about trying to find that moment, and I remember my my favorite Christmas of all time, and I don't know why this one stands out. Maybe because I was really really wanting it was the Christmas I got Mega Man two. <laughs> I know it's funny because I'm so obvious, and I'm wearing my Mega Man shirt right now, and Joe got me a Mega Man helmet for Christmas and, and I want a mega man guy earlier, one of our earlier episodes, like, but that was like the best Christmas ever. Cause it's like, I got it and I, it's all I played all that day. And it was like, it was the greatest moment ever as a kid. And it was really like, I wanted it. Didn't know if I'd get it or not. And I got it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I do remember that. And you know? it's not, I don't think, I think it's so much as recreating the magic, but I think it's like, if you try to preserve it as best you can, um, cause like Christmas, I think you get magic moments out of each, each Christmas. They're not all the same. Yes. You're going to go hang out with your family and sometimes it's tedious. God, I hate driving everywhere. Well, that was also the same Christmas that our dog decided to take a poop between two of the presents. And I didn't realize that like when I was opening. Oh up. no. <laughs> and, and my mom walks up. She's like, what happened? It was like, <laughs> I don't know. It was a chocolate melted. There, 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 there was, there was a Christmas miracle for all. I don't oh, know. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not like I'm not a big fan of actual Christmas movies. Like I don't 
enjoy like uh, Miracle on 34th Street or It's a White Christmas. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a White Christmas. You mean the White Christmas? White Christmas. Or, it's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life. It's a white Wonderful Christmas. Life is interesting because it was, it, you watch it now and it still feels really modern in the way it's presented. Yeah, it's a very, it's another take on like the Scrooge story. Yeah, but even like the editing Christmas and the Carol. pacing still feels very modern. Like it was very different for its time. Like with the freeze frames and the voiceover Movies didn't exist like that back then. Yeah. And and, and it still kind of holds up. This is true. Um, like, and even the Christmas Carol, like, there's so many incarnations of the Christmas Carol. Um, I still think, I think, I don't know about you, but I still think Muppets Christmas Carol is probably the best <laughs> Christmas Carol. I feel going to bring that up. That was, yeah, that was a good one. Scrooged. Scrooge played at the yeah. Capitol at midnight. We missed it because I decided to watch Christmas I Vacation haven't instead. Seen, I haven't seen Scrooged in a long time. Christmas Vacation is like... It's like Christmas Vacation is probably the one movie that everybody watches during Christmas time, um, other than Die Hard. But <laughs> like, if I wasn't watching Die Hard, like somehow I got her turned on to Die Hard, and she thought it was a great movie. And then it was like, well, let's just watch this for Christmas every year. Right before then, it was like we would bust out a Christmas story and Christmas Vacation. But um, what, what like Home Alone? Do you watch Home Alone for Christmas I, or no? Uh, not for Christmas, but there's a song in Home Alone. It's probably my favorite Christmas song, the one that was by John. Or was it by John Williams? There's this. I can't remember what the name of the song is, but it's, it's very, been a long time. It's, since it's I like saw it's that a movie. very it's a very chorusy song. Okay, it's towards the end of the movie, like when you see like the the crazy old man like reconciling with his okay. son. Um, but like anytime that comes on, because I'll have my Pandora station on. Anytime that comes on, it's always just like a really good warm feeling of that song. And it's not like I start thinking about Macaulay Hulk Culkin and heroin. So. <laughs> That's kind of a warm feeling. It's more of internal. Yeah. But yeah. no, Home Alone's a great one. Like I, I pick on people sometimes when I see like uh like no offense to any of our listeners who vape, but some of my friends who vape <laughs> like they'll have Oh no, we're gonna we're gonna excommunicate the, the, the vaping vape, section. The, the vaping section. No. Those three guys are gonna be mad. Some of my friends who vape, like there's a couple people at work and they have these vapes and I'm like, Is that a talk boy? I'm like, Are you gonna talk into it and be like, Keep the change, you filthy animal? because <laughs> like, they're so huge and then they've got like that microphone stick coming out oh. of it so like every time i'm like you got that thing from home alone didn't you yeah so and actually now that makes me think of, like we're talking about non-traditional christmas movies um to go back a little further you saw krampus oh, i have I not d- seen yeah krampus. i did see krampus um i re- that's funny because like i remember we talked about it that week i was like i went and did the christmas story run and i went and saw krampus and you're just like save it we'll talk about it at the christmas <laughs> cast and then, like i totally forgot about it um krampus was pretty good like it it was a modern day gremlins and it's in a sense that because gremlins is a, like a non-traditional christmas movie absolutely it's set, it's set during christmas but it's not a happy christmas movie like basically christmas day the gremlins just ruin everything yeah um, but Krampus was pretty good. Like it was, it was scary, but it wasn't. It wasn't gory. Okay. But it was very like frightening, and and it and there there was no happiness to be had in it. Well, I heard that was like dark humor, a lot of good practical effects. Yeah. And just, I mean, it was very much tongue in cheek the entire time, but it had some serious moments. It did have some serious moments. Like, I mean, if you. It, there's a lot of there's just a lot of creepy poltergeist stuff in it. I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're terrified of clowns, good luck with that movie. Uh, and, well, you like, or guy, dolls for that matter. The, the gentleman who wrote and directed that was uh, Mike Dotry, I think is his name. Yeah, he did Trick or Treat, which you've not seen, but it was an anthology Halloween movie that's really good. But it's also kind of the same, 
like throwback to like creep show and and like okay. it's very much like the small Ohio town with like four or five stories yeah. intersecting and it's like all creepy so you have some really dark moments but and really funny but there's like a there's a weird soul to it that not a lot of stuff has anymore and I, I wonder if Krampus has that like I've been wanting to see it I just haven't gotten to it I made a decision to go see The Martian I don't know maybe maybe that's what happened is I like I'll go see Matt Damon in space again and you know like yeah. the the I love will the, we ever get him back. No. He, he always ends up in space. Maybe BB-8 will go save him because they're related. Because they look the same. They look the same. <laughs> but um, the opening to Krampus was amazing, though. Because the cr- opening credits... With the, the shopping? Yes. Yeah. Like, it reminded me of the Zombieland opening. Not, yeah. not since Zombieland have I, has I seen a, seen a credit opening to a movie that has got me so pumped to watch the movie. Because, like, it basically... It opens with, I think... Um, I want to say Dean Martin singing uh, It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas. Um, and it, it, it's got that that very, uh, very happy Christmassy overtone. But the whole scene is just these people black Friday <laughs> the crap out of each other. That's funny. Like trampling like Best Buy employees and like punching each other over TVs. And it's just like... It's like this happy, swelling, warm Christmas music, and then you just see like the underbelly of consumers <laughs> just beating each other up. And I'm just like sitting here watching this movie. I'm like, I know it's what I'm in store for. I'm like, this is getting me in the mood to see not Christmas ruined, but it's like people yeah. neglect Christmas and get punished for it. That's funny. So, so, um, yeah. So, uh, I, I'm looking forward to that, and uh, and I. And I feel like um, that there's some more stuff here that we're going to get into. But first, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. And then we're going to discover the real secret of Christmas. I, I don't know what that means. A Christmas gift from Radio Shack. Before Christmas, they claimed they were bored. But then I found Radio Shack's incredible selection of electronic games. He's rescuing the fair maiden with the Kingman game. She's exploring dangerous new worlds with Zackman. And with the alien chase game, he can do space battle with an opponent or by himself. <clears throat> there are more gifts if anyone's bored. I won! Fascinating electronic games from $7.95 to $59.95. Only at Radio Shack. All right, and we're back. Uh, so still talking about Christmas. Um, so we kind of mentioned here in passing, like Christmas, it just seems like there's more programming around Christmas than there is other holidays. Like I know I, I talked about Halloween briefly, like Halloween, anything scary can be Halloween, but mm-hmm. they're like, and there are movies set on Halloween, but there's so much more that's set during Christmas. It feels like than other holidays. Like, are, you, are you talking about being set during Christmas or set as a Christmas? Like TV, both. Like, sure. Like TV shows do Christmas episodes and, and movies do too. Like, I mean, like we had mentioned, you mentioned Die Hard, Gremlins, Iron Man 3, the whole backbone of that was right. like, not backbone, but a lot of it was set during Christmas. And and it just seems like, and, and what was it, Shane Black said that a lot of his movies, Lethal Weapon, set during Christmas. And they asked him, he's like, I don't know. He's like, I just like Christmas. It was like this Maybe. weird thing. Like Long Kiss Goodnight, I don't feel Shane Black, but that feels like a Shane Black movie. I, that, no, I don't think that is. Yeah. But you know what? Kiss, Kiss Bang Bang did have did happen. They did have scenes during Christmas. There you go. Which is Shane Black. Yeah. Um, so... There you have it. Um, the other, what was what was the other thing too? Um, not Shane Black. Oh, I was going to say, what what if Shane Black does that does that new Predators movie during Christmas? That'd be amazing. 
So like you see you see a predator all shimmery, but he's yeah. shimmery with like a, a light outline, like yeah. a like Christmas light outline. You're so like, he kind of blinks a little oh, bit. Oh, I didn't light, light the tree up yet. And it's like the <laughs> it's like the three dots, like ring. Yeah, bing. <laughs> and then he just he just captures like you know, have you been naughty or nice yeah. over and over again? He just kills people. Yeah, we're writing movies way better than anything I else know, that's right? out there, right? God, yeah. we gave you Expendables four and a Predator a Christmas. Christmas movie. Yeah, you know, Aliens I, versus Predator Christmas. I like it. There's you know? like eggs in the sack. Like Santa's got like a like a like you, Santa. You don't know if he's real or not. Like he could be an alien. Yeah. He could be. He could just be infesting the earth with all. Yeah, sorts like of what if what if what if the premise of the movie is a queen alien bursts out of Santa's chest and then you have you know how they always adopt the property yeah so she has a beard and she, like and she, she likes milk and cookies and then cookies. like yeah. she sends all the other aliens out with sacks of eggs Santa's little helpers so they quote unquote. they fly around and then like they drop it down the chimney and then a, a facehugger crawls out and then I just, I don't know like that seems like I would watch that and movie. then the predators have to save Christmas that's it how the predators save how Christmas. the predators save Christmas or movie written AVP three. How the Predators Save Christmas. Yes, and then when they and like when the Predators like cornered instead of blowing up, it's just like all like it's like Christmas confetti or something. Like, I, I don't know. Um, I I like that a lot. Like I, he, they they hang out in the tree and they record the carolers. And they try to play it back so they can sing. Like we wish you a merry Christmas. It's like, do you hear that? I hear jingle bells. Run, you know, like uh, yeah. So. Um, so this seems like it, it, maybe it's just because like that's this is a, like you know a considered an important time of year reg- like for the holidays regardless of of walk of life or faith it seems like a really big moment that people do get together and, and I know we're talking about this for the Joe before the Joe before the Joe before the show last episode was before the Joe and this this episode's after the Joe um, you talked about how like it's because it's the end of the year maybe that's why people kind of get wrapped up right and, I, th- and, I like, feel like Christmas big, like moment of like collecting everything it wouldn't it wouldn't have a big impact as big of an impact if it was like in the middle of the year because it does wrap up the year more so than New Year's because I think like a lot of people come together for Christmas more so than New Year's yeah with their families and friends and things so so I think there's probably a certain amount of like you know um bringing closure to everything and then and then being hopeful for the next year. And I think that's where the I think that's why there's some magic and some memories there. And I think a lot of the magic too from a younger age, just from a younger standpoint cuz like Christmas is is definitely a magical a bigger magical time for kids. And if you think about like we've talked about like what has molded us into loving the things we love about like comic books, video games, um movies, uh toys, I mean like if it wasn't, I think, for some of the magic of Christmas and getting your G.I. Joes, getting your He-Mans, getting your Transformers, yeah, you know, we would not have, like, it's not so much to thank Christmas, but it is, it is, it is a time of year that we could always rely on. Not so much to get gifts, but it's a very memorable time of year. Yeah, and that, that does. That, you're right. That does shape. I didn't think about it that way. I know I'd shared my Mega Man memory. Your Mega Man, yeah, yeah. that's like a very. Yeah. And look at how much Mega Man <laughs> is. Well, look how important uh, it is it, to you. It's, you I, mean, I mean, important. I guess that's a, a relative term, but it's like that's something I identify with. You it's know? not like, important yeah. like your paycheck, but no, it's, no, but it's, it's important in its own way. Yeah. So, so you're absolutely right. I'm sure. So, if anybody out there, um, it would like if you have a Christmas memory that's tied to something that you still hold near and dear that you love that. Um, like I also do remember like the Christmas that I, I remember we had lost our Atari cause it had fuzzed out for whatever reason. So I had asked for another Atari and then for whatever reason I opened up a package, it's a Nintendo. And then the next package after that was an Atari 
I didn't touch that Atari ever again. I was like, thanks. I'm playing this now. And that was kind of like, damn it. Because I didn't think we could afford a Nintendo, but we actually got one. So I remember I got my Nintendo for Christmas too, and played Castlevania like all day. Yeah, right. So like I feel like that's something that that's important. So if you guys have like a Christmas memory that is associated with something that you still love that you got, like it was if it was like, you know, Mega Man, Castlevania, your Red Rider BB gun, whatever it is, uh share it with us here on our Facebook. Um it's evading podcast. Um on Facebook, on Twitter, Invading Podcast, which we do have uh, uh, some people interacting with us now, so we appreciate that. Um, and we have our, our Gmail address, Invading Podcast at Gmail. Just share your Christmas memories. And also, like, your favorite Christmas TV shows. Like, I had mentioned Community. Like, they had one that was uh, completely like the Rankin-Bass, um, Raw Rankin-Bass, like, um, the animated stop motion that was really funny. Mm-hmm. Then the year after that, they had one that was all musical inspired that was really funny like musicals as in they infect people like 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 pod people it takes people over and makes them want to do glee club activities yeah, i remember like, that. Uh, the zombie glee club yeah and like the bob's burgers christmas episodes have been pretty funny yeah. like the, the, the homeless guy that was in love with the mannequin one that was pretty funny i don't remember that zach galifianakis was like a homeless guy i don't remember yeah. that i've seen most of the first two seasons of bob burgers oh. um and then you know i just i also um i like festivus for seinfeld like you can't not not think about that right like, uh i think we missed festivus though did we yeah oh. I think yeah. it comes. I think it comes. I didn't, a ha- I didn't have my aluminum pole out. Yeah. And then I didn't. Did you I, air your grievances every though? day? So I don't know if that's really. <laughs> well, you, you can't know. be celebrating in Festivus all every day. Yeah, I, I try. You got to save those bad boys for the end of the year. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so is there is there a TV show that you seek out? Like I mean, some people like Charlie for Brown's cr- Christmas uh, for Christmas. Not TV shows so okay. much. Um, but you said you enjoy it when they do holidays. I do, and you know, like I like recently, I've been trying to get caught up on the Flash. And they did. I, I just finished the first season of The Flash finally on Netflix. It's twenty three episodes. Wraps up really well, doesn't it? Like, it I don't want a cliffhanger, but it, it wraps okay. Up really yeah, well. I was going to yeah. say it leaves you the massive cliffhanger, but it does wrap up well. But they did a holiday episode of The Flash, like yeah. you know the the characters, because I do like the characters of The Flash a lot more than Arrow. <laughs> Um, which we'll talk about. We'll talk about a little later. Um, so, but like, I kind of really liked when the West family and Barry and them they had the tree and everything, yeah. and it was kind of nice. It was, it was a nice touch on a show that's running throughout the year that they can you can they can settle out, settle down, have a Christmas episode, and seem a little human that they actually celebrate Christmas. Yeah. So, you know. I, I, and I, but it feels like every show has to have the obligatory holiday episode if you air during that time. And you you had mentioned. Um, while we were briefly on break, the BBC has like they celebrate Christmas like no other. With like, yeah, every single show, they do has to have a Christmas episode. Well, even when you go and do, I'm not sure about Downton Abbey if they did a Christmas episode, but like the, even The Office when it's they like, did, it's like look, poor people, this is what you can't have. I don't know much about Downton Abbey. I just know there's rich people versus poor people. So, but they uh, we have the gift of heat for Christmas. I don't know. <laughs> they had a. Uh, the the original office i think they only they did they did, they did a christmas special after the second they the second did a season. christmas special and it was kind of a big deal and doctor who even that it he runs it runs outside of that normally yeah. but they always have a christmas special they make a big deal out of it i can't yeah. remember what the christmas special was this year but i remember there was a big deal about it yeah so um i i guess i guess you just to really put a pin in it it's like christmas is important to a lot of people um you know for different reasons, uh, and they associate for different reasons as well, and they should be like Chris, like this this time of year should be what you make of it and what you enjoy, 
and and you should also find things that you that brings joy to you like like I know like my girlfriend has to decorate and put up a tree and everything and that's that's her thing but I I enjoyed sitting on the couch watching Christmas Vacation with her a great deal because that, that show that movie show that movie tickles me and she had never seen it before I showed it to her and that's a staple for me yeah. like Elf when I saw the theater. I had laughed that hard in a long time. People, Elf is such a... People thought there was something wrong with me. I was laughing so hard the first time I saw that movie. I think that's the most recent actual Christmas movie that is a classic now. Like, I can't yeah. think of anything within the last 10 you years. You didn't see The Night Before, did you? I heard that movie is kind of okay. I didn't see that one, no. And but, Harold and Kumar's Christmas, did you see that? Uh, that's not a classic, though. Like, yeah. Elf I, is I, just I didn't like, really care for any of those movies, but, and, you know. Like, I didn't realize for a while that John Favreau directed Elf. Yeah. And that's what ended up getting him Iron Man. Did it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he had only done other... And then, like, it went from there. I think... Did he do his Thor after that or before that? Either way, it was kind of like he was able to show Marvel that I'm capable of, like, bringing human element to things. I think that's what got him Iron Man. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, John... Like, when he's the doctor and Will Ferrell keeps wanting to eat cotton balls, like, that still cracks me up. I Elf, it's a feel-good movie, and the end gets really mushy, as holiday movies do. So, I feel like it falls apart a little bit. But the first three quarters of that movie is hysterical. I think Will Ferrell finds such a good niche playing himself as a children's character. Would you say a Step Brothers is a Christmas movie because they have the whole sad Christmas in the middle of the movie? No. <laughs> Whatever. The father just wants to go to the Cheesecake Factory and drink and eat yeah. cheesecake. <laughs> and uh, then and then John C. Riley has the whole cans he keeps hitting. <laughs> like as a grown up, I don't know why, but he, uh, but that's not a Christmas movie. No, I think, okay, cool. I don't think that's a Christmas movie. But it's, yeah, but Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Yeah, Die Hard's a Christmas <laughs> movie. They they have Christmas music. It's on Christmas. Okay. They half there's so many songs. I can't remember this one song they play I, off, off the top of my head. I can't remember name. It's it's all instrumental, but um, it's associated with Die Hard. But it's a Christmas song. Hmm. It's like this. It's like when they open the vault. Okay. Like after he gets all the uh, locks off. It's been a little off. while since I've seen it. I need to watch that movie and, again. And it yeah. just, the music just kind of swells and it's this Christmas music. And I'm like, I think back to like all the old Die Hard trailers and they play that song in all the Die Hard trailers. Okay. And I'm like, that's a Christmas song. <laughs> like, so. Yeah. So. Um, all right. I've always told my girlfriend, like, I was like, I, I have to get a sweatshirt that says, now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. Like when he kills that guy yes, yes. and he stakes his machine gun and he puts him in the elevator. I'm like, oh, oh you're going to love, you got to watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the most recent episode. There's a bit because oh, it's, it's in a convenience store and Jake tries to live out the Die Hard moments <laughs> and there's something he does that's it's very much like that that you'd appreciate. Um, so uh, enough about like talking about Christmas. We decided to, to go ahead and, um, and for to wrap things up here um, that we were going to do um, like kind of like a um, Secret Santa type of thing. if you haven't seen that video i'm gonna try to find it and link it on our page the nintendo 64 kid is probably one of the most hilarious videos like that that thing goes on for like another minute he does him screaming about Nintendo 64 (laughs) my favorite part about it after i've seen it so many times is his little sister trying to act just as excited yeah and i had to cut her out of that too because she's like oh my god she's like like, acting she's like just trying to like live in the moment with him so we thought it'd be funny here with uh, with the show since we do a lot of like referencing pop culture because I mean that's the reason we exist, right? Yeah. Um, to do like kind of like a secret Santa, but in the sense that I gave Joe ten people that he should find gifts for, and he gave me ten people that I should find gifts for that were like pop culture related, video games, movies, everything, and we decided to see what we would what we would get for them. So so they're thought, opening yeah. their presents today. Yeah. So do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Um, I can go first. All it's right, fine. you go first. 
So, so you you'd give me Ron Burgundy, Ron Burgundy. So, well, well, what about the person before Ron? Well, you well, going, yeah, you're going out of order. Okay, yeah, you're yeah, bouncing yeah. out. Okay, yeah. that's fine. Um, so for Ron Burgundy, I would get him, and that's some foley work there. A delicious burrito. A delicious burrito. Yeah, because he had that one that was filling, and he threw it out, and it caused <laughs> uh, to hit Jack Black, and he so he should get one that is wonderful and filling. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm gonna go. Do you want me to start with the one you made me do, or do you want me to? <laughs> you can stop. We can, we'll go. Like There was one, because we were on the bubble about how many to do, and I'm like, you're doing this one. We'll get back to that in a second. All right. Because so, Joe's conflicted. All right. I had, uh, well, he gave me Jason Voorhees. So I got Jason Voorhees a VHS copy of Machete, <laughs> um, because I don't think Jason would have a Blu-ray player. Yeah, that's true. And, and then uh, that really wasn't that much money because VHSs are only like a buck. I got him a twenty-five dollar gift card to Bed Bath and Beyond. I, I like the idea that maybe you'd give him like a VHS copy of like hockey bloopers. <laughs> like that would just be like, oh, look at that. That's like I looks I like. I don't me. know. I figured he'd like Machete. Yeah. So um, you you um, also presented to me Jessica Jones. So what am I getting, Jessica Jones? What? Uh, a, a Doctor Who box set. <laughs> I figured she'd appreciate. Uh, she probably would like it. Yeah, it's like, oh, look at that David Tennant guy. He's not so bad. Yeah, it's almost the same guy, kinda. <laughs> There's a lot of things he says in Jessica Jones that be like, that sounds kind of doctorish. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> she probably thinks all the companions are mind controlled. <laughs> um, all right. So then I had, uh, I had Batman, which, <laughs> which, let me tell you, let me tell you right now, Batman was really hard. To shop for because he's a he's a damn billionaire. That's true. They have everything. So what do you get? What's the, the one thing Batman doesn't have? What what does he not have? Hold on, <laughs> you didn't look, did you? No, I didn't. What's the one thing you get the guy who has everything? You get him what he doesn't have: his hockey parents. pads. Oh, uh, I just say his parents. <laughs> you can't get his parents; they're dead. It's a Christmas gift. You give his parents. Oh, no, I got him hockey pads. Yeah, I'm he, not wearing hockey. pads. He obviously doesn't have hockey pads. <laughs> I was just, I was just hoping he'd say you, his parents. You were getting. <laughs> Batman's dead parents is really funny, okay. but so you uh, gave me uh, Venom to shop for. Venom's mm-hmm. a tough guy because you know you just never know because he kind of he fits every situation, right? So so what I got Venom was therapy for codependency. Additionally, uh, the whole discography of the Cure. Hmm. Because you know he just needs to he needs to stop being so he codependent. He does. But he's also pretty sad. He's yeah. probably a pretty sad guy. He is pretty sad. Yeah. Um, side story about Venom. I forgot. <laughs> no, no. I forgot to bring this book because um, my girlfriend got some Christmas presents from one of her friends at a Christmas party we went to, and one of the presents was a coloring book of superhero cats. Really. And a lot of them were like like Bat Cat, and there were all these cats in these like you know it was kind of cartoonly drawn, but you know, and then they had one per woman. It okay. was like a play on cat words, and like like all of them had. And then Iron Man was I Yarn Man, like yarn, <laughs> and he had like yarn for an arc reactor. But my favorite one was Venom, comma, but a cat. Like <laughs> there was no play on words in the name. It was just Venom, but, but a cat. cat. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's funny. And I tried to explain the whole symbiote thing to her. I'm like, well, no, that could actually happen. Like, if it gets on a cat, the cat's going to be Venom. So anyway, I was going to bring that over for you and show you, but I forgot it. All right. So I got uh, Bender Rodriguez from Futurama as well. And I decided to get Bender uh, Blackjack and Hookers for (laughs) Christmas because... That's I mean, all he needs. I mean, you know? just in case his Christmas goes the wrong he way. Sells, he celebrates Robotica, though, so you he, should probably got oil for uh, oil wrestling for eight days. True. 
Um, but he could he could have easily went and he got his own Christmas with blackjack and hookers. That's true. So, all right. So, to, to, moving on, we'll, we'll we'll keep up the robot theme here. This is getting a little dark, so bear with me. <laughs> so, BB-8, greatest thing ever in Star Wars: Force Awakens. I decided, you know what? He he needs a little companionship, so I got him a real doll version of Eve from Wally. Is what I got him. Nice. Yeah. Right? How much did that cost you? I don't know. Pretty but penny. A lot of credits. <laughs> <laughs> but I, that, that, that makes that implies a lot of wrong things. But I like the fact that uh, you know, <laughs> she she likes the simple robots is what she likes. <laughs> they don't they don't say a whole lot. Yeah. She's a, Shh, don't speak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can say your name. Just shut up. You know. Like, <laughs> you got any plants in there? Or you just got maps. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna find out later. <laughs> um. All right. Let's see. Oh, here we go. I got uh, Solid Snake. So this was an actually easy present. I basically just got him an empty box with a bow on it. I had a feeling it was going to be an empty cardboard box. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> and a pack of cigarettes. It's, it's like almost buying a present for a cat. Like, yeah. just give him a damn box. So. All right. So um, I'm going to go. You gave me six from BSG, Trisha Helfer. Yeah. This one was a tough one. Yeah. I just I ended up getting her just a gift card from Radio Shack. I would be, uh, <laughs> do you know? Do you want to know what I would have got her? What a Hamilton Beach toaster. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Yeah, good. <laughs> a toaster for a toaster. Toaster for a toaster. But I like that. You know, it's a Radio Shack gift card. You know, like she can yeah. go get all the technology she wants. All she wants. Yeah. In case in case her resurrection ship breaks down, she just go get herself another one of her. Right. Be like shit. I'm dead. <laughs> How am I gonna? Oh, I'll just go get another me at Radio Shack. I'll get another me. Uh, let's see. Oh, I got Scorpion for Mortal Kombat. So let's see what we got Scorpion. So Scorpion actually made out pretty good. I got Scorpion an iPad. Yeah. So he could FaceTime people instead of people always having to come see him. Oh, that makes sense. Because a lot of long distance. Get over here or FaceTime me. Yeah, it's like a lot of people talk to their loved ones, friends over FaceTime. You know, if they live, it's like, you know, Scorpion, no, I'm not coming over there. (laughs) Like, I'll just stay at home. We'll FaceTime. Um, and then I also got him an Annie Ann's gift card because he likes pretzels. I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you, I'm sure, right? Yeah. Uh, so then you you uh, had me shop for uh, it's John Cena. <laughs> burr, John burr. Burr. <laughs> yeah. So I, I wasn't sure what to do for him. So I went ahead. I just I would hope to get him a co-starring role in a buddy cop film with The Rock. Because oh, I think I would really enjoy that right that now. That would be good, right? That would be so good. And I don't I don't like John Cena. <laughs> But I would want to see him in The Rock in a buddy cop well, movie. Well, he, he's been doing a lot of stuff lately. That's he has. Like comedian, he was like, really, really good in um, Trainwreck. But he's also in that new Tina Fey, Amy Poehler movie, Sisters, like for like a split second, I guess. Oh, so, is like, he? He's supposed to be pretty funny in that. So, I guess like, he's yeah. trying to like break it, break into his comedy chops with all these. these yeah, guys. so I think that'd be great to see them together. The um, other other guys. I got uh, Craven the Hunter, who is one of Spider-Man's villains. Yes. If anybody knows who he is, uh, I actually went to Gander Mountain. And I got him a really nice tree stand. <laughs> so I figured I was like, "What do you?" I went in there. I was like, "I'm you shopping." Did, you didn't get him like an autograph of Daniel Day Lewis because they are the same person. <laughs> no, I we always have that joke. Daniel Day Lewis is going to method act, crave the hunter, and just yes. kill the whole crew. Like I brought a trident and a net. Yeah, I think like, I'm going to hunt oh, everybody down, guys. This isn't good. <laughs> Where's Chad? <laughs> he Chad was craving. here yesterday. Nobody's yeah. But, uh, yeah, I went in there. I was like, what do you get the perfect hunter? And they're like, well, you get him a nice tree stand. We have those on sale. Yeah, I'm like, right. yeah, whatever. Give me or, that. Or another option would have been sleeves. That would have been a good option. Sleeves would have been good. <laughs> yeah. Really good hunter. Can't find that sleeve monster. Yeah, right. 
All right, so you gave me... Maybe um, that's his Moby Dick. Yeah. <laughs> like Raven's after the sleep monster. He's like, yeah, I'll just in between. I'll just take care of spiders. <laughs> it's just a monster full of sleep. He's like, I just can't catch it. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, you also gave me Booker DeWitt. Uh, yeah. Lead from Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. Um, this one, this one's a little sad. Yeah. A timeshare in a reality in which he gets to keep his daughter. Oh, <laughs> poor Booker. You yeah. know what I would have got him? A skyhook? No, I would have got him a, a catcher's mitt. <laughs> I don't know how many times I was playing through that game. A Booker catch! Oh, Booker catch! Yeah, right? I'm like, I'm shooting him at... Thank you. I'm just... <laughs> okay, money right now? Yeah, Thanks. Right, thank you. Thank you. Go yeah. find ammo. <laughs> <laughs> I just you know, I figure he deserves a little nice, nice moment. Um... See, I have a heart. It's three times the size of once it once was. All right, let's let's. Uh, uh, I got a lot of video game people. Yeah. Uh, so here I got Kratos, which let me tell you how nervous I was about this because I swear to God, if I get him the wrong thing and he mini games me to death. Yes. Um, I almost got him a Dance Dance Revolution pad for mini games. Um, that would have uh, I got him every season of Full House on DVD because he loves John Stamos. And he loves he loves families. He does. He can't keep them, but he loves them. It makes him sad and happy at the same time. And he's time. like, oh, it's that guy that's from the, the yogurt commercial. Yeah. I appreciate that. He's all like, he's like, Kratos is looking forward to Fuller he House. He loves Greek superstar actors. Um, <laughs> so so uh, you, you got me uh, Zap Brannigan. Yeah. Uh, which is funny that we both uh, had Futurama on our mind. <laughs> um, I got him a lifetime membership to Kettle of Fish. <laughs> you know, it's just you never know. Or um or adultfriendfinder.com. That was I think Adult Friend Finder would probably work better for Zap. <laughs> um I don't like I would I would get him pants. Like I don't know if he's <laughs> That was one thing I never understood about Zap Brannigan. I was just like is is some going on is it a, is it a skirt? Does he have pants? And then I think somebody told me that his pants are the same color as his skin. Kind of. He has he has like a yoga pant thing going on, I yeah. think. Yeah. But for the longest time, I was like, he does, "It looks like he has no pants." Yeah, I was like, yeah. "How do you not see that dude's junk with that shirt he's wearing?" Like, yeah, right. So anyway, um, I had uh, Doctor Evil, and I mean, this one was kind of easy. We, uh, what, what is the best thing in the world to get Doctor Evil? Which he kind of doesn't have is sharks with freaking, freaking laser lasers. beams yeah. attached to their heads. Mm. Uh, it was kind of hard to get those, but but it, I made it work. Oh, I was so excited! I just I hit something here. So uh, my last one on my list here was the all important Frank Reynolds. And what do you what do you get the guy who has everything but not really? Um, I, I ended up signing him up for the Rum Ham of the Month Club. Oh, that would be good for him. <laughs> the Rum Ham. They floated in. <laughs> floated away. <laughs> that was a great episode. <laughs> that's like the only time Charlie left Philly. <laughs> yeah, like that's the only time they all left. They yeah. went, to, went to to Jersey, but it's like yeah, you gotta get your Rum Ham of the how Month. How did you How did you go through more people than me? I I have two more people. Well, I don't know, but um, who, okay, who, I have Bert. did I miss anybody? Oh, I have Commander Shepard. I'm sorry, I have one oh, more. Okay. Well, I have Burt Macklin, FBI. Yes. Uh, I, <laughs> you guys didn't see, but he did the eyebrow after saying that. Yeah. Burt Macklin, FBI. FBI. Uh, yeah, pantomiming an eyebrow, that rock <laughs> eyebrow. Um, uh, I got him a Blu-ray copy of Jurassic World and a prosthetic leg. Nice. <laughs> Not nothing from uh, Janet Snakehole? I, I couldn't figure out what to get from Janet Snakehole. Yeah. Uh, so my, my last one, I, I, I so... I, I thought the Frank Reynolds was the one to end it on, but I'll, I'll go ahead and do this. This is not nearly as uh, as endearing, but Commander Shepard from the Mass Effect series. Mm-hmm. I decided I was going to get Commander Shepard uh, more awkward romance options. <laughs> 
It's like, oh, this is an alien? Maybe I can sleep with it. Is it a spaceship? Maybe I can sleep with it. Is this a rock? Maybe I can sleep with well, it. Well, Commander, like, technically your fourth cousin removed. <laughs> oh, well, let's just do that. Yeah, whatever, let's do it. Um, and then the last one that I have, which was the one that I had to do, was <laughs> Laura Goddamn Lance. From so, Arrow. So Laura Lance, I got her a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> So you're just like, welcome back off the wagon. Back off the wagon. Because remember that time, Laura, you were an alcoholic for an yeah. episode and a half? Yeah. So, all right. So that- <laughs> I um, was going to get her something worse, but we'll we'll save that for an offline joke. Yeah, right. So that uh, invasion of the podcast after dark. After dark. <laughs> Laura Lance jokes. Yes. Oh, she's she's not the best. Uh, she's the worst. But any, anyway, so. dude, when I was watching Flash and she had that camera cameo, I got mad. I'm like, you get out of here! You get out of this show. Well, the whole bit with like Cisco's like, oh, by the way, I improved your tech. Did you? Was that? What yeah, it was there? the and one where she's like, I need a canario, and I'm like, yeah. of course you do. Yeah. Um, and, and as you go, you've watched a lot of uh, Arrow. Uh, this completely, yeah. like she went from like throwing a, a ball that disrupts people to yelling, yelling, and her her screaming face. Is one of the worst things. I just want Oliver to run over and take that billy club from her and be like, you don't use this. <laughs> this is for the police. Yeah. So it drives me nuts. That's what we would get uh, our, these people in pop culture. If there's anything that you'd like, guys like to uh, secret Santa to a member of pop culture, I think that'd be really funny to hear what you'd give people. So please let us know your gift ideas. Um, hit, us, like, hit us up on the Facebook page or Twitter. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's going to do it for us for this holiday episode. Uh, yeah, it, um, happy holidays, Joe. Thank you for happy the holidays. Mega Man helmet. And, Merry Christmas, Paul. And he got me, he got me uh, freaking cookies and everything, and I, I got him nothing, you know, so. No, you gave me Star Wars fruit snacks. I gave you Star Wars fruit snacks. That's not really the same thing. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to make sure that you didn't get scurvy while you're in the theater. They're still good. <laughs> Did you actually look at the shapes? Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the Millennium Falcon one, like, oh, that's easy. And yeah. then you have the Devader head. But yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, people, have a, have a good holiday. I'm sh- I think um, I want to say the next time we do this, we might do some best of for the year. Yeah, we'll probably. Well, I'm trying well, to think. Well, you said that you want to do it after, but I'm like, but we're right there. Yeah, we might as well. It's not like anything's going to come out in three days. Other than Hateful Eight. I think that's going to be the one thing, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, I got to um, figure out when I'm going to go see that. Um, yeah. Which... I really want to do a Tarantino cast after listening to like one of the casts. I want to do it, but I want to do it like out of order. That would so, be yeah. Oh, we got to figure out how to do that. Be like, wait a minute, what are they talking about? Oh, oh, later. Yeah, what? they all tied it. They all it all tied up pretty wait, sweet. Joe's dead, but he was just talking. <laughs> when did Bruce Willis shoot Joe? Yeah. Um, so yeah, everybody have a safe, uh, happy holiday. Um, like I so, said, I think next time we're going to do our best up for the year. And then, um, and then we'll be ready to go for, I, I think best of the year. And then maybe we'll even talk about some, uh, resolutions, oh, some, yeah. some nerd resolutions. Nerd resolutions. Cause I think we've talked about that. Like we've kicked around it offline yeah. about, um, like things that we need to challenge ourselves to do for, for 2016. So we're going to do that. Um, and if you guys have anything to challenge us with, I think that'd be a lot of fun too. So, um, have a safe, happy holiday and I hope uh, we'll, you get everything you wanted for Christmas. Yeah. Everything. I like, by the way, everybody check under your trees. There's a gift for me. I'm not going to tell you which one, but it's the one that you really, really, really wanted. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Just trying to press some buttons. That's my gift to you is pressing a button. All right. Merry Christmas. <laughs>